Good day, um, anchor friends and podcast family. It is me, Essie Love, on another episode of For the Love of Mustard. This episode is specific to mission legal law in a nutshell, God's law, federal law, state law. So I am back um, from last week to do more, and I'm really excited about it because there's a lot of information in today's podcast. So please, please, please be ready. Please be ready with your... Bibles and your rules and your definitions. Um, I hope that everybody had a wonderful week. I hope that you enjoyed um, this weekend and that right now, today, that everything is just chipper and peachy king wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Um, I have had a lot going on this week, but I'm very, very happy that I've had great journeys and great experiences. And so I wanted to share before I jump in, I wanted to share Mission Legal's uh, design again with you guys. And, you know, I know that on the last podcast, um, the design is pretty lengthy, um, but it's important just because that's what it's intended to do. But just an acronym that's going to help you understand, you know, high level in a nutshell, you know, what Mission Legal is, is about and it's designed to do. It's it's designed to do one of the greatest things that I, I think most favorite things I love to do and the greatest things I love to do. And if you've ever listened to any of my other podcasts, you will know one of the, my favorite thing to do of all time is to eat. Right. And so I, I, um, I, it's broken into four, uh, letters, four acronyms. Um, and so the first E is an italicized E just because eat is only spelled with three letters, but this E is important, right? And so the first E in eat is to educate. And like I said, that's an italicized E, um, only because, you know, just so that way for those people who are type A and like, well, you don't spell eat with two E's it's you know, it's italicized. So to give you the other E, A and T, you can really see that word clearly. So, Anyhow, the first E is to, to educate, and the second E is to empower. The third letter is an A, and it is to advocate, and the last letter is a T, which is to teach. So the design for Mission Legal, and I'll say it on every podcast, is to eat. I know that you guys love to eat. I cannot imagine people who don't love to eat, whether it's junk food or real food or fast food, whatever kind of food you like to eat, drink. You might drink, you like to drink your food, whatever. You still love to do it. Well, you have to think of that in a sense and you have to think of the fact that because you love to eat, you know, food and you enter your body and it gives you the energy that you need to be able to go, you know, throughout your day and to do what you have to do, which is burn calories and, and gain more energy. Mission Legal is designed to do the same thing is to, is to have you eat, to, to be educated, to be empowered, to be advocated for and to be taught. So that way you can take what, what you've eaten, right? And that you could use it and apply it the way that you're supposed to so you can rid yourself of what you've eaten and then you're able to hopefully share that with someone else and then you know it starts to give you the energy to continue to go on and these things that help you apply to your everyday life for you to be able to um, be empowered and to be able to advocate for yourself and to be able to teach um, yourself and to be able to remember that all things were created for God and by God so and then it leads into other types of things, other, which this is about law. So other laws and how to empower you to do um, what we're supposed to do. So anyhow, I want you to know that. I want you to know that Mission Legal is, is designed for you to eat. So be excited about that because I'm super excited. Um, so now I want to I kind of, be, you know, before I get into the recap of last week, I'm going to say a prayer and then we're going to jump right in. I'm going to tell you guys that you are going to need your Bibles if you have it. Um, 
um, famous person today told me something he heard. (laughs) If you have your holy Bible on on a holy iPad or a holy iPhone, that's perfectly fine. (laughs) That person would be the person that is my guest today. Um, (laughs) He's heard it from another preacher and he decided to share with me. So if you have uh, your Bible on your holy, in quote, like quotation marks, if it's a holy iPad or holy iPhone, that's perfectly fine. Who cares if it is? It's fine. I just need you to have it. And um, if you have a dictionary or whatever, that's great too. If you don't, don't worry about it. So... Let me say a quick prayer and then we'll jump right in. All right, Lord, I thank you for this second um, podcast that's going to continue in what we're doing in um, in you know, the mission that you have, which is to teach, you know, to teach your people, to teach us to learn from your word so we know how to apply um, what we have been given, which is the law, which is the legal system to not work against us, but work for us and so I hope and pray that today in this podcast that more of um, the law in God's law is enlightened and God, that the light bulbs come on and that we are just able to take what we're learning and to apply it and to do with it what you've intended for us to do. So that way, God, we can we can be that light that you've called us to be. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. So recap, last week we talked about rules and we talked about elements, right? And that was the concept that I spoke about and we talked about how, you know, you can have a, a rule, which is a very eloquently designed, you know, four to five sentence paragraph that no one really walks around with in their head unless you're, you know, Doogie Hauser or some individual with an IQ of the highest IQ that no one can outdo. People just don't walk around with definitions in their head. Um, they typically walk around with one word, if you will, definitions or synonyms or um one word that will define a word instead because that's everyday life, right? So, um, Patrick, I'll bring you in. And guys, I'm so sorry that I did not introduce my guest. He's been on here before and he's back um, on the second show. He is Patrick Love. He is my husband. And I'm very happy to have him back because he was not on last week's uh, podcast. He's really going to be trying to, in this recap, I'm going to kind of throw some things his way just to see if he can catch on. But, um, I want you guys to know that he's here. Patrick, um, you want to say hello to the people? Hello, everybody. I don't know if you guys can hear him. I'll have him say it again. Hello, everybody. All right. So that's Patrick Love. And so last week, you know, Patrick, we talked about or I talked about rules and elements. And one thing that the recap just to show and to share is that, you know, a rule is like defined, very high level, overarching. um, And we you know, the definition of rule, you know, even if you have that written down or you can remember, guys, I'm going to ask you what I ask the people. How would you define rule? You know, if you had to give a the definition of rule, what would the rule be? Full definition. And if you don't have it, give me a one word definition of rule. Um, when you think of rule, what do you think of off, off the cuff? of doing certain things within a um, what am I trying to figure out within there's a limit within a limit so so you would define rule as okay (laughs) yeah let me take so is that your one word definition because what's okay that's fine what off the top of my head yes all right so that's your one word definition is limitations rules or 
allowances, so to speak. Okay. Sometimes it can't be, it doesn't necessarily have to be limited. You are allowed mm-hmm. to do things that you are allowed and not allowed to do. How about that? Okay. All right. Not bad. So that's Patrick's one word definition. Um, and so what I spoke about last week was that, you know, I, we did the one word definition, but then I gave a full definition, right? Like a, a dictionary.com or like a Webster's dictionary definition of rule. Um, and we went through that. And the definition that I gave guys was a guide. A rule is a guide or principle for governing conduct, action, procedure, arrangement, etc. It's the code of regulations observed by a religious order or congregation. It's the customary or normal circumstance, our current manner, practice, quality, etc. So, wow, that was a lot, right? A lot of words. You even remember anything that I just said? No. So everyday life is not what I just did. Everyday life would be the one term definition that you use, which was either a limitation, right? Or an allowance. So, you know, we went through that. And um, some of the, the one-term definitions I gave was, it's a regulation, it's a, it could be a principle, um, a law, a statute, a commandment. So that was that. And then we went on to, into elements. And if you could, and I'm not even going to ask you to, to give me what you believe or what you think, excuse me, I'm not going to ask you to give me a full-term definition for element. What I will ask you to give me is, and this is still during the recap, guys, is a one-term definition for element. If you had to define element in one word, what would that be? Um, the makeup of something, I guess you want to say. The makeup of something? <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I say the makeup, that means the the DNA, so to speak. The Okay. No, just something like that, I guess. Okay. So, all right. So, okay, I'm sorry. The, the DNA essence. is something, the essence of something or whatever the case is. All right. So, because I was like the makeup of something. I thought you were going to say something after that. So I chuckled. All right. So anyhow. Right. So I'll go through element again, guys. The full term definition um, I gave for element last week was, and we'll see if this is really going to connect with anybody. Um, it's a component or constituent of a whole or one of the parts into which a whole may be resolved by analysis. That right. So you know, even reading that when I when I looked it up, I was like, wow, that's and I'm I understand that it makes sense, but at the same time, I don't think of that when I think of the word element. Right. Right? I think of and the one term definitions I gave guys was an element is a principle. It's a component of something. It's something that's fundamental, something that's a detail or a factor or an aspect. So that's essentially what an element would be. Again, everyday life living. You know, it, it's the simplest principle. Um, it's an essential part of the rule. Okay, so when you have a rule, which is very important, in law, you know, what happens is those essential parts of the rule are pulled out. The vital, the most important parts of that rule, that, that very long, drawn-out paragraph rule are certain elements, essential parts of the rule that are pulled out to be able to prove or to be able to see, to make the rule proven or disproven or to either prove or disprove the rule. So that's why elements are important. And we're going to see elements a whole lot, especially as we go through federal law and state law. Um, federal law and state law live and die by rules and factors. And you're going to see a whole lot of that. But right now in God's law. So that's just a little bit of recap on the rules and elements. And so then going forward, 
the first term that we used was covenant. And covenant was, and then I asked, you know, you guys to give me, you know, to think of a one-term definition of covenant. And what would you say, Patrick? I'm going to ask you, what would you say in your own words, one-term definition of the word covenant? Because this is everyday living, everyday life. I'm sorry? A binding agreement. A binding agreement. Okay, so you would say covenant is a binding agreement. But that's fine. Okay. Binding. Binding. (laughs) Guys, I'm sorry. I just told him, I said, okay, it's supposed to be one word. <laughs> You're giving me like <laughs> four words. But he says binding, right? Okay, so I just love how people follow rules. It's so awesome. <clears throat> but that's, and it's true. It's a binding agreement. So um, just to recap again, the covenant full term, full definition I gave you, I don't know why I keep saying full term, but full definition I gave you was an agreement, usually formal between two or more persons to do or not to do something specified. The law defines it as an incidental clause in such an agreement. And the ecclesiastical definition is a solemn agreement between the members of a church to act together in harmony with the precepts of the gospel. That's a lot. Again, right? So one-term definition, you know, the one-term definitions I gave last week was it's a stipulation. A covenant is an agreement. A covenant is a commitment, um, and we deal with commitments every day. So, you know, think about the word commitment. It's the same as covenant. So when you commit to something, that's pretty serious because it's a covenant is also binding. It's a promise. It's a guarantee that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. You know, so now with that, we jump into the elements of a covenant. Which were just the the covenant definition I just read when you think of the element, which is where we got into going into the first part of Genesis, what would you say the elements of a of the definition covenant would you pull out of that? So if you could give me like, just off, off the top of your head, what would be an element of a covenant? Because a covenant definition holds a lot. The element is something that you're going to that's either very important in the definition, the element's going to be an essential part of that actual rule. So if you could give me an element of the word covenant, what would that be? Um, an element of covenant would be what? Or like, and I, I know this part, I'm, and I hope I'm not confusing you, but I'm going to give you, remember, remember that element is the essential part. It's the simplest part of a, rule of a defined rule right okay so like and i know this can be a little confusing guys but so what we did last week was the element of covenant and or an element of covenant that we do see and that we know what it is it's a promise so that's one of the elements of a covenant Mm -hmm. right and then the second element of the of a covenant is agreement right so you make a promise and you agree to that promise. And you see that a lot within the definition itself. The covenant definition. So that's why those two would be, you know, when you're analyzing something, those two would be like the two simplest parts or simplest aspects of the rule. And I keep saying it so you guys can get it. So we've got promise, which is one element of covenant. And we have agreement, which is another element of the covenant of a covenant. All right. So, um... We've gone through that little bit of a recap. I'm going to actually introduce 
a few more new concepts today. And um, this is where it's going to get like a little like, I really need your attention and undivided attention because it kind of, well, I'm sorry, before I do that, let me just go back and just to add to the elements of a covenant. After that last week, what we did was we went to the scripture and then we got into, well, let's see where we can find a covenant based on the definition, the rule itself, or the elements. And so we went to Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And um, that's where it talks about, you know, that God decided he wanted to make man in his own image, right? And he wasn't speaking to, well, he was speaking. He said, let us make man in our own image, right? And so, of course, us would mean there was someone else that he was consulting with. Um, and that person was himself because, you know, the God that, at least in, in my belief, God is uh, a triune God. He's got the Father, got the Son, and got the Holy Spirit. And so he was discussing what he was going to do. And he made a promise, which is one of the elements of a covenant. Right? So in verse 26, he said, let us make man in our own image and um, let them have dominion over the fish of the seed, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. That was verse 26, chapter one of Genesis, verse 26. So he made this promise that he was going to, you know, let us do it. Okay. And then in verse 27, it literally says, so God created man in his own image. Right? And in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So that promise that he made, he actually fulfilled that promise in the next verse. Okay. So promise was made, promise fulfilled. Was there an agreement of that promise? And if there was an agreement of that promise, did he, you know, who did God agree with or to? When you go down to verse 31, and I'll read it out of the Amplified Version Bible because it, it, um, it's a little different from the King James. But in Genesis 1 chapter, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, it says, And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. And he approved it completely. So the agreement, right? The agreement, which is the second element of the rule covenant. He made a promise. He fulfilled that promise. And not only did he do that, he agreed. He agreed and he approved what he did and he approved it completely. So again, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. But within that's one, you know, one God, three persons, he agreed to that promise. And so therein lies that those two elements were met. Right. And, and so in the thought process of, oh, OK, so you have a promise. You have, to, you have to prove that a promise was made. We did check that box off. And we also checked off the agreement. But, and this is where the, one of the new concepts comes in, in God's law, um, his laws or rules are not necessarily conjunctive. And what does that mean? They're more so, they're more so disjunctive. All right. So now I'm going to I'm going to be quiet for a minute and I'm going to and this is guys the first new concept. Conjunctive element versus a disjunctive element. So Patrick, would you be able to
Patrick, would you give me like, um, if you could, not if you could, please give me what you, when you, when you hear conjunctive, what, what do you think about when I say conjunctive element, something that's conjunctive? Um, and give me like one, one word is fine. One term is fine. Connected. Connected. Okay. That's good. Um, what about disjunctive? Not connected. How simple is that? Right? Everyday life, everyday talk, everyday everyday living. So some a conjunctive element is just that. It's an it there are elements that have to be met by and. You have to prove each element in order for that rule or in order for that element to be proven and to be proven or disproven. Right. So if you have a promise. And so say this is a conjunctive element that we need to prove. That means you have to prove the promise and you have to prove an agreement. And in some cases, which is the third element that's really not in God's laws right now. When I say God's law, it's not something that is actually when God was making covenants or at least in this situation, there was no real exchange based on how the American legal system says it. There was no consideration that was given. You have to give me this in order to get that. That's not how God operated, which is awesome. So right now there's like an unspoken third element and that would be exchange. But right now it's not in there. So I'm not going to talk about it until we see it and we talk about it later. But so with a conjunctive element based rule, you have to prove both in order for it, in order for that rule um, to be, like I said, proven in order for you to say, yes, I have a covenant because I have a promise and an agreement. Okay, that's disjunctive. If, just like math, if you don't have one, then that means you do not have a covenant. And that means that nobody was bound by a promise. Nobody was bound by anything. That would mean that if you had a conjunctive element that was one of the elements was not proven. But if you have a disjunctive element-based rule, that means there's, lacking it the elements lack no connection you do not have to prove that would be met by the word or you don't have to prove um both elements in order for that rule to be proven right or or disproven um so in this situation i would ask you is this a conjunctive element or a disjunctive element base if you could just guess um how our, our covenant elements are listed as promise and agreement were both of them having to be proved or did one of the two already seal and bind that a covenant was made. So we have two elements for covenant right now. We have a promise and an agreement. The disjunctive says you can either have a promise. And if you don't have that, there was an agreement to that promise that it's still a covenant or you had a promise, but you didn't have an agreement of that promise. So in that case, there is no covenant. Which one would you say if you just going back to, you know, Genesis 126 and, and going through the facts that we have, because these are facts. The facts is, that I have is that they, the promise did not have to be conjunctive to the agreement. In this case, the promise did not have to be conjunctive or the covenant. I'm sorry. You're saying the promise or the, the, the promise in that particular, in one of these, well, 
Or is it 20? Well, 26, you say? Yeah, so let's go with 26, for instance. Okay. Um, so think it through. Like, when you read 26, and then you go to 27. because it's so very interesting, because if he's making, as we've said in time past, covenant with himself, mm-hmm. then they're both conjunctive, because you got the promise and the agreement, or the... They're all at the same time. So I think it's conjunctive. You think it's conjunctive. Okay. And that's, and, and guys, I want you to understand something. Um, I, I love round table discussions. I love round table anything. Cause I, I don't want you to feel like there's a, there is a right or wrong when it comes to, of course, law, but I want you to think it through and analyze it. And I love this because don't feel like, oh man, I didn't get this one right or not. Just, I want you to see it for what it is. Okay. So Patrick says he thinks it's conjunctive. So we're going to go through it. Chapter one, verse 26 said, let us make man in our own image and the likeness of, you know, we're gonna, and, and I'm going to do all of these things, right? When we make man in our image. Verse 27 shows that he created it. He created man in his own image, right? Mm-hmm. When he, when he created man in his own image, did he, uh, did he approve it or agree to it? Did an approval have to come before he created man in his image? It did not. And that's how I want you to think it, okay? That's how I want you to understand and think of these elements. Before there was an agreement and an approval of it and, and it was good, he made a promise and he, and he kept his promise and he fulfilled that promise. <coughs> he did not have to agree to it. It's kind of hard because it's like, well, he did agree because he made a promise and he agreed that his promise was so good enough for him to... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To fulfill it. But regardless of whether he agreed or not, he said he was going to do something and he did it. Done, right? So in that aspect, then that would change the conjunctive to a disjunctive. Because a promise was made and he kept that promise before he agreed that his promise or approved his promise. So, and, and so the beauty in that is he didn't have to agree to it when he spoke it. He said, I'm going to do something and he did it. Right. There there was um, there was a promise he made. There was a guarantee. He did it. So so love it completely. And last week we skipped over 28, 29 and 30 because I just wanted you guys to focus on the rule and the element and to and to see how that rule and element of covenant worked. Well, today we're going to go through 28, 29 and 30 because it adds way more. So the first. So I'm going to go back real quick. So the first new concept is conjunctive and disjunctive elements. Conjunctive, again, there has to be a connection between the elements in order for that rule to be proven. Disjunctive, and that conjunctive is always met by the word and. I always want you to remember that. This and, this and, this equal this. Just like a math equation. Disjunctive, this or this equals either or. And if it's five elements and one of the five elements or factors is, is met, then the entire rule, that entire thing is complete, stamped with approval. You don't have to prove all five if it's a disjunctive element. Okay, so that's the first concept. The second is how a covenant is made or expressed or done. And you have, we have two new words. I have, we have express covenant or implied covenant. 
So Patrick, I'm going to ask you not for a full definition, but for a one-term definition of the word express. Of something that is said, I guess. So, okay, when you think of the word express, it's something that's said. What about implied? Something that's not being said, but being said. So it's implied that this is, that's, that's what it means. You know? Okay. All right. So. Not necessarily direct. Okay. Okay. Would be. Would be implied. If you had to think of it. And guys, I want you to think of the same thing. When you think of the word express or implied, what do you think of when you have... Now, mind you, we've already gone through covenant, but I'll keep going back. A covenant is a promise. A covenant is a guarantee. A covenant is a commitment. So you can make two types of, co- two types of ways to do this. You can have an express commitment or an, an implied commitment, right? You can have... You can accept... A covenant or a promise expressly or you can accept or agree to a covenant impliedly right so in, express and implied is used both ways when you're saying something when you're either um, forming a covenant or forming a you know a covenant I'll use the word covenant when you're forming a covenant you can do it expressly or impliedly when you accept that covenant you can accept it expressly or impliedly and Patrick gave us what he, you know, in his words, what his one-term definition would be for both. So I'm going to read you the full de- definition for both. And then I'm going to read you what one-term definitions I came up with too. So an ex- some, when something's expressed, it is put into words to show, manifest, or reveal. To set forth the opinions, feelings, etc. in speaking, writing, or painting. So to... For something to be expressed, that's a lot of words. Um, you can declare it. It's it's a word. You formulate it. You say it. That's expressed. You know, it's um, it's written. It's spoken. When you're and okay, so that was expressed full definition, and that was expressed one term definition. Now implied, the definition for implied is involved, indicated, or suggested without being directly. Or explicitly stated. I'll say that again. The, the definition for implied or the one that I, I chose was something that's involved, indicated, or suggested without being directly or explicitly stated. So even if you think of the word express, it's explicit, right? Okay, well implied, um, one term definition would be something that you insinuate, suggest, uh, signal, or intimate you know so it's implied is done by your conduct um you can imply a promise by your conduct by your insinuations by your suggestions and you can accept a covenant by your conduct you know conduct is is unspoken um but your body language or your the doing when you're doing something that's by conduct that's still an acceptance or it's when you can make a promise, right? Same thing with express. You could say, yes, I agree. No, I don't agree. Um, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like shaking hands. Stuff like that. Like that is um, all ways to imply. So so that is that's the second new concept I want you guys to understand. Now we're going to go to the scripture and we're going to look at verses 28, 29, and 30. And I want you to... 
Patrick, if you would, um, I want you to go through um, Genesis chapter one, mm-hmm. verse 28, 29 and 30. You guys are the same thing. And I want you to read to see one, if there's a covenant there, right? So let's go back to covenant. Is there a promise? Is there, you know, is there a promise or agreement? Doesn't matter, right? Because it's, we've learned that it's totally disjunctive. Um, and how in 28 through 30, how was the covenant formed? How was it formulated? Was it done expressly or does it, was it done impliedly? And I want you to tell me how that was done. Um, and I'll give you guys a few minutes to like read that and, and make, take your notes and see. I'll give you like two minutes. How about that? Was that too long? You need two minutes or one minute? I'll give you two minutes. No worries. Two minutes. You ready? Ready to go? Yes. Okay. So Patrick's ready to go. So we'll see. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, I'm sorry. Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 28 through 30. First thing I want you to um, tell me is, was there a covenant made? And covenant, remember, I want you to think of the two elements. Promise, which is the very first, first and foremost. Was there a promise? Was there and or was there an agreement of that promise in, in those specific verses, I'm saying? Um, so that's the first question. Was a covenant made? And if a covenant was made, what was the covenant? Covenant meaning promise and agreement um, or agreement. I don't see it directly. No? Let's just say, okay, so let's just go back. And guys, this is foundation. We're, we're building foundation. Remember? This is foundational. You see something that. So what is 28 saying? 28 says this. It says, and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds, and, and of the heavens, and over everything that moves on the earth. Okay, that's 28? Yeah. Okay, so the first question is, was a promise made? And promise, guys, I know that we didn't really recap this one, but when you think of the word promise, one term definition was a vow made. Was an obligation made? Was a word made, given? Was there a pledge or an assurance? Was a promise, which goes back to it being part of the elements of covenant, 
did God make a promise to now male and female in 28? I don't see where he made the promise. I do see where he fulfilled um, the covenant that he made previously with himself. I do see that. Okay. Now in 29. Wait, don't jump to 29 just yet because we still have to go web through i want to go through it so you're saying you don't see where he made a promise but you do see where he's fulfilling what he said from fulfilling from what he said from where from uh, um let us make man in our own image okay give him in 26 okay and i will give him such and such in 28 you see him feel that by giving them uh, the dominion over the fish and all that stuff. I I mean, I may be overlooking it. Okay. Oh, okay, so, I'm sorry. That's your final answer? That's your final answer? Yeah. Okay. All right, so... Okay, guys. So, yes, there's a that's point... That's just, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, there's no right or wrong in this one right now because I mean, we're really just kind of going through it and we're flushing it out and we're analyzing it, which is, I love this. Um, So yes, he did. Let's go back to 26. God said, let us make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, beasts over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. Jumping down to 28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, right? Um, using, I'm reading out of the Amplified Version, using all its vast resources, and have dominion over the fish of the sea. And so he's, he said it in 26, and now he's saying it, but when he said it in 26, he said it to, right, himself, God in three persons. Now that he has created them in seven in 27, and I just want to put like a little point right there. He created them. He did create them. I'm not even going to say that to you. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. He created them in 27. And then he blessed them. And then he then repeated himself from 26 down in 28. And he said, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature all that moves upon the earth. Now he's now... The promise, right? Promise is a statement that one will or will not do something. A basis of expectation. In this particular verse, he is saying now to, they haven't been named yet, male and female, right? The promise that he said that he was going to do when he made man, now he's saying to them. So it is a continuation. It's just he repeated it, but now he's repeating it to them. So I guess if you don't want to look at that, if you if you're looking, you're not looking at that as a promise. You're saying you're looking at at God saying no. Um, he said uh, it already, yeah. from, and he's fulfilling it. From what we're saying, yeah, but but for I the purpose see, of the covenant, I do, see, I do see one thing that it says: be fruitful and multiply. Okay. Now, um, there's the there's a rule there that you talked about rules at the beginning, right? And with that rule, at the time, um. That could be a a covenant as well, I guess you might want to say. Because it's a commandment, right? It's a command. Be fruitful and multiply. And right. one of the synonyms of rule is commandment. One of the synonyms. Right. Actual word right. for rule. So I do see it from that perspective. Okay. Right there. Um, but I do see the, the, the rule 
or another the covenant being fulfilled as well. Okay. Um, but would you say that the would you say that? I guess my question is: Would you say that it's a promise that he now is making to the creation? You wouldn't say that. You're, I would say you're it in twenty eight. You wouldn't say that in twenty eight. Okay, that's fine, and that's perfectly fine. Okay, guys, so. You see how like fun like going through <laughs> the word is because you can't really call out some things because you want to do it where it's so it's not confusing but you it definitely requires you to think and sit with it and, and um really you know, ask God for for wisdom but yes he's really just repeating himself he did say be fruitful and multiply um for the purposes of covenant and for the purposes was a promise made I'm gonna say yes a promise was made now to the creation. Um, or a repeating of the promise that he said he was going to make. Yes, it's it's like twofold. He's fulfilling it because now he has them there. He's created them. And I'm telling you, this is what I want. I'm going to give you all this. I said I was going to do it. I said I was going to create you. I did that. I said, and and when I was talking to counsel with myself, I said I was going to give you all these things. Okay, now guys, I'm telling you that I'm going to give you all these things. So I'm now which would be my second question to you, though I call it promise, you call it fulfillment. Was it an express covenant or was it an implied covenant? Or uh, in your words, was it an express fulfillment? In, tw- in, 20- in 28. Or was it an implied fulfillment? It was an express fulfillment. Because, and this is how you prove what you're saying, it's how you prove law. It was expressed because. Because he did exactly what he said he was going to do in 26 by giving them dominion. But what was it? Okay, so what made it? Remember, remember the, um, I want you to go back to the elements or go back to the definition of express. Express means. Because it was spoken declared it was explicit right it was spoken yeah. that's what made it express that he and what made it express is god said that is that's it god said express he didn't imply anything he said it he was explicit with it he made a comment it was not it, it was written for us but at that time it was said so there's an express promise patrick in your words you would say there was an express fulfillment Right. Of that promise, which all ties back into it. So I love this. So there was you have the rule being disjunctive within itself. It's not conjunctive. We did not have to have an agreement before he told them. And that's important before he before he told this creation what he was going to do or what he promised. He still has not agreed to anything yet. Right. So that covenant was already formed it is etched in stone it is bound he's bound by it not only was he bound he didn't he didn't imply anything he expressly stated his covenant right which is the second concept that we learned and um and i'm gonna hold off on the third and last concept because we're, i, I want to still go through so we have 28 right there now in 29 um it's just a continuation i guess of what he was speaking at that time but patrick would you read 29 and 30 it says, and God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. Ye shall have them 
for food. Mm-hmm. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to every that everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. Keep going. Nope. Stop right there. And it was so. So, 29 and 30. Now he's, I mean, he's still talking about um, now what he's given to them, right? To the creation. And reading what you just read and in going back to the covenant and what covenant means when we're looking at the elements of a covenant, right? Promise and agreement. Do you see a promise or like, or a fulfillment of the promise in 29 and in 30. And if you do, what what is the promise that you see him making that maybe he did not state in 26? Did he make a new promise in 29 and 30? Um, and if you have to go back to 26, that's fine. If a promise is a declaration, yes. Well, sure. A promise is... Um, what did we say a promise was? A promise... Is a vow, it's an obligation, it's a word, it's a pledge, it's assurance, right? The a covenant mm-hmm. is an agreement, a pledge, a promise, a guarantee, mm-hmm. a contract, a deal, a commitment. Yes, yeah, so right? he says there in the last part of 29, okay, said, you shall have them for food. And what, what was, what was, what were they having for food? Uh, he said. Uh, every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth Mm -hmm. and every tree with seed in its fruit Mm -hmm. you shall have them for food was that stated in 26 it was not stated in 26 I do not believe let me go back and say no it was not it was not so in 29 would, would you say that was I want you to analyze that Based on what we know a covenant is and the elements of a covenant, is that a new promise? I was was a promise made uh-huh. in 29? It was a promise made, yes. And what was that promise that was made? I would say it was a promise. Okay. That they would have food to eat. Okay? That's what it was made. That they would have food to eat. Okay. From those elements that he mentioned. That he mentioned. Okay, so we've now we've established that yes, a promise was made because he he said just that I'm giving you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the land and every tree with seed in its fruit you shall have them for food. Told him a promise. Was it expressed or what is it implied? It was expressed because he said. Awesome, thirty. Same process. Was there a covenant made and covenant based on promise agreement? Promise or agreement, and was it expressed or implied? And I want you to tell me what was the promise, and I want you to tell me. I think it was implied. It was it, it was expressed to the well always do, to the men. Okay, well let's figure men. out was it a promise? Was there a promise made? Was a covenant made yeah, in thirty? Yeah, the, the, now the beast of the earth and every bird of the heavens mm-hmm. and to every creep thing that creeps on the earth, uh-huh. every thing that has the breath of life. Yep. He is giving, I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. Okay. Now, I would say there's an element of both here. That's just me. Uh, Because here again, he implies what to man, um, 
what he's going to supply for the things that are around him. Now, whether he told the things that are around them that is beyond me. Uh, so, in other words, he promised man this. Promised man what? And I want you to be clear. So, in 30. Beast, the beast and that everything that, around, that was around them would eat from that, from that food. The things that they have that he has given them dominion over. And I'm going to stop right there. Okay. So, and guys, um, this is getting, he's, it's getting good, right? And I just, and I'm, I'm trying to make sure that you guys get it and understand. I know that it seems like a Bible study, but I got to tell you, in order for you to build the state, right? So you have church and state. The only way, the only way you have state or we have a state is because of the church. And I want you to know that I want to dispel every notion right about now that the separation of church and state, you can't separate the two, two institutions. Because without the one institution, which was the church, which was this word right here that we're going through, there would be no state. So I'm I'm going to, on this podcast, dispel it all. I may have some people that disagree with me, but I'm not, I can't just, I see it for what it is. Um, so you have, you know, you have this right here that says, and so all the animals on the earth, sorry, I was saying that to say it seems like a Bible study, but this is the foundational piece that we have to go through to build to build the rest of what we're going to go through. So 30 talks about promises. Yes. Would you say based on your anal- and you analyzing it, not me telling you um, that in 30, God made an, a, another promise. Is it a promise? Is there a covenant in 30? That's the question. That's the question I want you to ask yourselves, guys. Was, is there a covenant in verse 30? And why? Yes, it's both. It's implied and oh, it is. No, don't even talk about the type of covenant made. I want you to just tell me, yeah, is there no, a promise? Yes. And what was that promise? That for every beast and everything that had breath of life, yeah. that he has given them food. Gotcha. So that was the promise. The promise is that so they will also eat. Is that right? Right. Okay. So here we are. 29. I'm going to give you all this to face the land. Every tree with the seed. You shall have you shall have them for food. This is what your plant yielding seed will be. Promise was made. And not so necessarily an agreement. Right? Not necessarily an agreement. But the promise was made. That means the covenant was met in 29. And it was an express covenant. 30. And to all the animals on the earth and every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the ground, I have given every green plant for food for the animals. So he's saying this to them. A promise was yet made again. So promise was made. Was there an agreement? So to speak. No, no agreement, no stated agreement like, oh, okay, I agree to this. Nothing. Okay, so we have another promise. A, a continuation of the promise and it was met right so there is a covenant and that's what we have to prove first was there a covenant yes based on what we just read second question what type of covenant was it an express covenant or was it an implied covenant because you kept saying implied but what if you say implied please tell me and this is where you say it was implied because or it was expressed because um, and I'm just talking about 30 and I know 30 is a continuation of 29. So well, I wouldn't say, you know, I was being deep right there. I think it's, I think it's, um, expressed to That's man and woman because, because God said it in 28. Oh yeah. The previous verse, he, in said, 20, he says that he said, God said in verse 
Okay, so, and, and we have to, and I'm pulling this, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pulling out these little itty-bitty points because it's important to be able to understand that. And it's really, guys, going to help you. It's going to, I think it's going to add um, a little more value when we go through federal law and state law, which will hopefully be on the next podcast. So, yes, there was a covenant because there were promises that were stated. And it was an express covenant because God said, and that was it. It was expressed because he said, he spoke it, done, period, closed door, nothing else to prove. It's beautiful. Okay, so that was the second concept. The first concept was conjunctive and disjunctive elements. Um, the second new concept was the type of covenant that you could have. You can have an express covenant. You can have an implied covenant. You can accept expressly or you can accept impliedly. But right now, we don't have any acceptance, so we're not going to go talk about it. But just know that. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Well, well, Patrick has something to say. Is it implied that it is implied in the scriptures that there was an agreement because there was no rebuttal. Okay. And I may be getting ahead of your game. Maybe so. You may be a little ahead, but there was no rebuttal, and and I guess put that in file ninety nine right now. Put it in a file ninety nine cabinet in the in the back of your head, because uh, we will talk a little bit about rebuttals and and when you rebut or when you come back with the when someone offers you something and then you say oh but I want to do this kind of rebuts and so you could put that in file ninety nine. I'm we're gonna hold off on that right now because I I know it could be confused. But and it says and it was so right. So it was done completed. Mm Take that for whatever you would like to take it for. So this is good. There we we have proven a covenant was made in 26, in 27, in 28. There was a covenant made in 26. There was fulfillment of that covenant from 26 made in 27. In 28, I say there was a promise or fulfillment of a promise, right? Still stemming from 26. Because we are proving promises here that God was making. Okay. Then we have 28 and 29. When new promises were made, 29 and 30 were made, and still no no real agreement yet stated. Um, and they were all, so to, all of them were expressed. Every last one of those promises were expressed covenants. And then we jump to 31, where God says he's approved it. There goes an agreement much later. But though the agreement or the approval came later, it still does not disqualify that the covenant was still made. So he was bound by what he said and he did it. Love it. End of story. So that, guys, is that. Okay. Woo. I am going to, it has been 54 minutes and 46 seconds. So I'm going to stop this podcast right now, but I have to finish it out. It's so important that I finish it out. And we're going to finish it out with the Edenic covenant, which is the first major, one of the first major covenants. What's important about um, what's important about verses 28, 29, and 30 and why we didn't go through it last week, it's a precursor to the Edenic Covenant. So I needed to make sure that we went through that today and the way we went through it because this is like a precursor to this first major covenant that's made. And we're going to do that on the next call. On the next call. Why do I keep thinking it's a call? Because I think it's live. It's not live. But... I'm going to finish it out so you have a whole lot of information to kind of go through this week when I return next week. And you're going to eat this stuff up. So that's what I'm going to give you guys a week. But let me stop this now and let me get back on so we can finish out this um, this first session of God's law, at least on this part of covenant. Okay, Just give me a second. Hold on just a sec.
Hey guys. Okay, you know what? I am going to retract what I just said about coming back to continue. I'm going to let that, um, the last podcast just be the podcast for for today. I'm not going to continue with anything else because I do feel like, and you know, good counsel is, counsel is good counsel is good. Um, I think we just talked about so much. And I think foundationally speaking, I realize that this is going to, when you build anything from the ground up, when you build anything, it's not done overnight, right? Anything that you build, you know, anything that's growing, you know, it takes really 10 months for a baby to cook inside of a, of a mama, right? 10 months for that baby to grow. There's so many things that takes time to grow. So I want to do that with this. I want to give it that much. I, I want you to go through what we talked about, go through covenants, go through its elements, Go through what we've discussed as far as Genesis 1 verses 26 now all the way through 31 and read it and play with it and let it sit and let it marinate. Eat it. Eat it all up. Eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. And I want you to really understand if nothing else I want you to understand today is when God made a promise, he made his promise, he kept his promise and he fulfilled his promise. Bottom line, when you speak a word, when you say I'm going to do something, if he made us in his likeness, then you should do it. You shouldn't find excuses. Just do it because he did it. And I love that God did not have to agree to what he said before he did it. So sit with that for a little bit. I may return tomorrow. I may return this week to come with the second half of this, but I'm going to leave it be. So totally not going to, no, I'm not going to do another 55 minutes. Not today. <laughs> I'm just going to leave you with um, lots of love, lots of peace. And um, I hope that the rest of your Thursday is is magnificent and wonderful. I hope that you um, are enjoying this and I hope that you take the time to go through this. And if you do have any questions for me, um, guys, I'm going to actually leave you my email address. It's for Mission Legal. It's missionlegallawllc at gmail.com. Again, that is missionlegallawllc at gmail.com. So if you have any questions or commentaries, you know, go ahead and just send me an email there. You can also find me on Twitter at Mission Legal Law and Instagram at Mission Legal Law. So in anything, and I will post, I mean, on those sites, I just post pretty much what we're going to talking about, but whatever comes to mind and something that you could take away with you. Um, you can look at those two um, sites Instagram and Twitter and email me. Or if you have questions, you can leave it on here too on Anchor. You can just let me know. And um, yeah, so I look forward to it. I look forward to getting back to you guys this week with um, uh, Genesis chapter two and going forward and introducing that the third concept that I'm not going to introduce right now. I think that you guys have enough, okay? So love and peace. Have a great, great day. And I hope to, um, I hope to get back on here by the end of the week. All right, adios. Ciao for now. Goodbye. That was Patrick. I sing bye. <laughs> bye.